Hello, this is Ben Paris, Vice President of Operations for the Seminole County Chamber. You are about to hear Good Morning Seminole, our monthly signature event. Welcome once again, Maritza Martinez-Guerrero with the University of Central Florida. In my estimation, the topic of today's program, how to do business with fill in the blank, is probably one of the, I would estimate, five, top five reasons as to why people join chambers of commerce. You want to learn how to do business with, in this case, some um, very familiar brands here in Seminole County. Without delay, please help me welcome our panelists. Greg Long, Director of Purchasing for Seminole State College. Greg, welcome, please have your seat. <laughs> Eric Descharm, Director of Sales for uh, Top Golf in Lake Mary. And, and Eric will bring an interesting perspective because he has, he represents a local brand that has uh, national uh, practices. So that'll be a very interesting and a little bit different. Um, and also, this is his inaugural seminal chamber participation. Please help me welcome Markley Jean Charles, Division Manager for Purchasing and Contracts Division for Seminole County Government. So I understand Markley has been in the role for about 1.5 years, and this is the first time he's had seminal chamber exposure. So let's make it a memorable one. Be easy, please. <laughs> so you're great. crushing it. You're crushing it. Uh, so let's help set the stage for the conversation this morning and, and provide a little perspective. So to our panelists, and we'll start with Markley. On an annual basis, uh, what do you anticipate the dollar value of all goods and services you will be purchasing this year is? We range between 130,000, 120,000, I'm, I'm sorry, million. <laughs> I was like, wow, such, so fiscally prudent. I love it. Yeah, so 100, 130 million, 120 million, um, most years. Eric? Uh, not as much as uh, <laughs> those folks. No, no. Um, we, uh, I would say it is in the millions. Um, you know, on an annual basis, it locally is in the millions, obviously hundreds of millions across the brand. Right. And for myself, uh, about 26 million last year. Um, Right now, it, half our money comes from the state, half our money comes from tuition. So uh, the governor, the good governor has said, no tuition uh, hikes. So therefore, we're sitting about that for, uh, for next year. Thank you. And what do you think, Greg, is the one contract, the one need, or the one large project that this audience should particularly pay attention to that's coming up in this next year for you? Um, we've got some landscaping services that are gonna come up uh, within the next couple of months. Uh, and just be on the lookout for anything. Uh, it, if you go to our website, you'll see that uh, there's things that happen on a, it just, just happen. And uh, I can't predict some of the things that we buy. Uh, it just depends on also like this past year has been with COVID and, and all of that relief, if you will. We've got money for that, but we're spending money 
not like drunken sailors, but we were actually uh, out there trying to be as fiscally responsible for what we have. And uh, But if you look for that, if you're in that industry, uh, but please, uh, my number is on the website as well as, uh, you know, I've, I've got an open door policy. If anybody wants to come and talk to me, I'm more than happy to do that. Wonderful. Eric? Uh, this, this question's a, a bit challenging, right, because we are in, in, a, in a lot different position than my other two panelists. Being a new venue, a lot of our projects and or, and or needs are covered under warranty right now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those services um, that or projects that come up, we, we are blessed to not have to pay for those at this point, right? Um, but I think, you know, we look two, three years down the road. Um, with any new building, there's always challenges, um, especially in the state of Florida, right? So you talk about multiple hurricane seasons, um, you know, so uh, repairs related to that, um, landscaping. Um, but from a project standpoint, and what I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis is just um, utilizing our local vendors for events, right? Uh, the, just like the one we talked about this morning, we're, we're certainly going to need local vendors to assist with that. Um, so that's particularly, you know, kind of my realm and what I deal with, and that is a, a, a constant need um, on a daily basis with us. And Marty? Uh, so we have a number of projects. Without being specific, um, our IT department is very busy, so we have a lot of... Um, software uh, requirements, uh, cybersecurity, um, also a lot of transportation, um, uh, road projects, construction projects, um, and re your regular uh, repairs and maintenance. So it's, uh, it goes from um, just uh, varies, just many different things um, always coming up in our uh, county where we've been uh, especially busy um, within the last year or so with uh, COVID, a lot of um, Federal dollars have been coming in, so our departments are uh, wanting to spend uh, uh, those, fun those funds uh, because there is an expiration date on them. And so, um, like I said, IS is big, uh, um, cybersecurity, construction, uh, engineering uh, type project. This podcast is sponsored and produced by AVL Essentials, your essential audiovisual production company. From podcasting to live event production, we have you covered. Please visit avlessentials.com to learn more about us. Okay, gentlemen, and now to the task at hand. Can you share with our audience in two to three minutes, what do you think is the very best way in which they can engage with your organizations for purposes of doing business? Is there a website? What materials should they have ready to go? Is there a capability statement? What are your thoughts around that? And we'll start with Markley since we... Yeah, sure. So that... The easiest thing to do is go into our website and register your your company. Um, also, um, the people that you would want to uh, have conversations with is going to be our departments. So engage with department uh, directors, uh, division managers. Um, we have we are a friendly group. I love working for the county, um, and I believe we are we are a business friendly, welcoming um, county, and so you know, there will be, you'll have no issues uh, speaking with someone, and they'll be happy to speak with you uh, to, to discuss um, future opportunities. But yeah, so the easiest way is to go ahead and register, um, and you'll have access to um, vendor link, which is where we put all, all our solicitations, all our requirements. Um, we typically, we compete most things we do, but we also uh, go out for a specific source that if we, if, if it requires, um, and also, yeah, you can call me if you need, if you have any questions anytime. Um, 
and my phone number is on the website as well. Wonderful, Eric, and in your case, your brand has a local presence, but national procurement implications. What can you tell us about that? Uh, persistence. <laughs> no, um, no, it, it, is, it is challenging, right? So uh, kind of framing this question, a, a year and a half ago, we were a privately owned company. We got to make decisions at the local level um, for our, our venues, right? Uh, in March of 2021, we were acquired by Callaway. So now we are a publicly traded company, and, 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 and that changes everything, right? If you work for a publicly traded company, you know um, every decision you make is can be audited and your stock price is gonna be determined by those decisions, right? So ultimately, I think from a local level, um, I am the one who, who um, influences those decisions. And I always like to say, I, I, I'm in sales, so I, I tell my team all the time, like you can't play the lottery unless you buy a ticket, right? So for these local businesses, you, you can't do business with Topgolf if, if you don't show up, right? So showing up is, is number one. Um, from a national level, it really is about relationships and, and uh, honestly, persistence. It, it really is. So, um, you know, we are mandated to utilize um, national companies, Coca-Cola, Cisco for food, um, you know, Ed Don for, for hospitality equipment, things like that. However, there are times, especially since COVID, that supply chain issues have occurred. And we've had to use local businesses for um, the chicken wing shortage. I, I was calling four or five restaurants last year to to borrow chicken wings like I, as crazy as that sounds Are chicken wings and borrow, toilet paper i mean i don't borrow. know yeah we'd give them back eventually yeah yeah <laughs> and, and and yes it, it it sounds crazy but how how upset would you get if you came to top golf and you couldn't get the lemon pepper chicken wings i would be angry um so it, it really is about persistence it's about timing it's about being um, in the room where it happens, but at the same time, right, it, sometimes it's about luck as well for national contracts. And, um, you know, 75 venues, you know, what, what need, uh, a need that Lake Mary has, maybe all 75 venues don't need right now, but no right now doesn't mean no forever. Wonderful. Thank you. Greg? All right. Uh, let's start off with a capability statement. Come see me, drop that in my hands, and then, do, and if you don't follow up, guess what? I'm not doing business with you because I don't see you. The key is follow-up. The key is making sure that you see me. And you may, you may get the same story over and over and over again of this is what we've got. This is what, but I promise you persistence is the key in making sure that you're known out there. Uh, we have a, um, two people in my purchasing office, me and a purchasing uh, assistant. So we allow our departments to do a lot of the quoting and, and that comes to us and we make sure that the, the quotes are proper. Uh, basically, uh, so you would be calling on them as well, but if you have no clue as to where to start, start with me and I can tell you where to go, what you can do, and I can also say, hey look, we don't have a need for your service. Unfortunately, it's just there are some things that we're, I don't need any mattresses, okay? We don't have any housing. I don't need any mattresses, okay? <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but but what what you'll find is uh, us in procurement, at least on the college level and the university level, we talk almost every day. And so, if you if you had if you needed a contact at Daytona State. I'd be more than happy to, to get you in touch with that person. If you're, if you're looking at going, hey, look, we're, we, we've got this, 
this bid going on, and we'll talk about this uh, later as to one of my tips, uh, you can, there's a lot of information that can be gleaned out of a discussion. So just remember, it's, it's not, it's what you're doing, if you're going out trying to earn business, it's going to take you some time, but be persistent, okay? Thank you. And don't sell mattresses. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me what I need. <laughs> DE&I, or Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, is the focus of our chamber. And actually, just yesterday, I attended the first of a four-part series. It was actually held right here in, on DE&I, and it actually exceeded my every expectation. So there are three more to come. Um, look into um, joining if you can. I think they can join midway, right? It's a four-part series, but I think that every mo um, module stands alone. It was sensational. It was sensational. Okay, back to DNI. So DNI is a focus, a high priority of our chamber this year. Can you discuss your supplier diversity initiatives and what is the procedure to qualify? And we'll start with Greg. Okay, uh, we do not have a procedure to qualify, only that you've been qualified. Uh, we'll accept any certification out there as a minority uh, vendor. Uh, what I would suggest to you, I'm also, uh, I will put a plug in for the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the Supply, Supplier Diversity Council. They actually have a scholarship. So if you're a minority and you want to get uh, certified, you actually can come to us and uh, give an application in and we'll refund the cost of getting that certification to you. So that is a, a beautiful thing. I serve uh, for Seminole State on, on that, as well as the American, uh, African American Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I'm, I do this for them as well. Uh, that's, that's some of our outreach. But what I found is, is that don't expect just because you're in a minority that you're gonna get business because of it. We're, get, we're, we're gonna make it an equal playing field for everybody, and we want you to compete but I want to let you know, it's not that, that I, want, I want to make sure that you have the best information that you can get out there and be certified uh, to get that. Uh, City of uh, Orlando has a great certification process. Um, I don't know if Seminole County has a certification process at this point in time, but uh, it, it's not an easy task. And so those that have done it and have the resource to do it, we, we're great. And, as an aside, at the, at the college, we, our longtime VP of uh, DNI uh, left the college. She, were, she decided to retire. Go figure. Um, and and so we're in the midst of uh, hiring uh, a person in that realm as well. Wonderful, Eric. Uh, yeah. So um, very similar. There's no process um, to qualify. Um, however, uh, these efforts are at the forefront, right? I think in every business in 2022, but especially for uh, our brand and, and what we stand for. I mean, Top Golf, uh, we our mission statement is to connect people in meaningful ways, right? And that is all people. Um, and I, I think to highlight this um, on a local level, um, we actually had a need um, for some D, uh, DEI efforts uh, with um, w with one of the events that we're hosting um, in, in March. And um, we approached our landscaping company with this need. And um, they, they took it and ran with it and did probably far beyond what we could have done by ourselves. Um, so uh, Baker Landscaping um, and their mission um, was, was to uh, further ours. And um, we showed up at, at, at the venue one day and they were planting uh, trees um, on our property. 
So if you haven't visited Topgolf in a couple months, we actually have 49 um, trees that were planted along the, the, the line, uh, lining of our net. Um, and that was in commemoration of the One Pulse Foundation and the 49 lives that were lost that evening. Um, and those efforts um, were all donated by them and uh, allowed us to engage in a, a great, great conversation with our associates, but also our, our entire brand. Um, and that has, uh, that has um, really spawned some, some amazing conversation around some, some things that are going to happen surrounding that event, but also uh, it allowed our associates to, to feel um, accepted. And, and I think acceptance uh, in this day and age isn't enough. I think inclusion is what we're going for. So uh, while we still have work to do, um, we, we, are, we are furthering those efforts every single day. And recalling a little bit on a nugget that I walked away with yesterday, it's diversity, it, what is it? Inclusion, diversity, and belonging. That's the third one, belonging. And Markley, your thoughts? Sure. Uh, so the, currently the county does not have a, a minority business program, mm -hmm. um, but we do encourage everyone, uh, minority businesses, to um, enter into our uh, procurement process and, and compete. Um, I personally have, been, have, dis have had discussions with my staff uh, looking at whether it's something that is uh, feasible, uh, where the leadership would support. So it is something that um, I'm looking at and trying to see how we can incorporate something. Um, in the meantime, I, I encourage any, any, any business entity that is a minority-owned business, um, if, they are having, if there are any roadblocks, any um, problems they're having, uh, access into the our process, they can contact me, reach out to me um, directly, and my staff will will do all we can to make sure that you have the resources um, that you can you can compete. Um, on the other on the other hand, the county has a grants department, and if it's federal funding, um, the federal uh, regulations has um, um, minority um, requirements. So. You can also, if you, there are, if there's a service that the grant department is looking for, that, that's probably where if, if a minority entity uh, wants to um, uh, participate and uh, reach out to get, uh, to qualify for those type of, of requirements. Thank you, Markley. And um, staying with you, uh, word on the street is that, you know, you can just talk to your commissioner and get business from the county. That's word on the street, I don't know. <laughs> uh, isn't there actually a period during which only one person can be communicated with when there is an RFP that's active? What are your thoughts on that? Well, if, if that's the word on the street, <laughs> I, I will not confirm or deny. And, and I, as the uh, manager for the procurement uh, division, um, you know, we, we, I, I would, pr uh, I prefer that the entities contact me versus the commissioners. Um, there, there is a process, okay? So, <laughs> um, yes, and we do have a cone of silence. Uh, so if, if we have a, a association out there, um, we, we direct, we want, okay, we want to make sure that, uh, the organization contact us and have dialogue with us. And the association is always a point of contact and it is at my business office. Um, and we have a requirement for 30 days, um, this association is out, that we, we maintain this, this uh, cone of silence which, which protects the integrity of the procurement process 
which makes it fair for everyone uh, to compete. Um, but yeah, I, I would discourage anyone from talking directly to the commissioners because I get the calls and, and I say, hey, you know, we're in the, still in Pocono silence, so uh, have them contact us and we'll, we'll help them out as much as we can. Thank you. Greg, how much influence does a department within the college have over the vendors used by their departments and is it a best practice to work with the various departments before coming to you? I'll answer that with a clause. It depends. Um, so, but basically because of our scope and, and as I explained, we have a very small person staff, um, we encourage people to talk to our departments. Now understand that there are thresholds that they have to get such as anything under $3,500, if you're selling it to them and you go to them, it's a one-to-one -one relationship, we're good. One quote, we're good. If it's over that amount, up to 30,000 is two quotes. So don't be surprised if you have something that's $4,000 and they're going, well, I gotta get another quote, don't be disappointed because that's the rules. Uh, Anything over 30,000 or one up to 65,000 is three quotes. And then anything over 65,000 is we have to go out for solicitation or buy off a of solicitation. And we, we actually have a really cool thing within the, the rules that are set up. If you want a bid from another entity, whether it be the state, whether it be a county, whether it be a university here or elsewhere, you can use that and say, I've won this solicitation, and you can buy off of it. And then my rules for quoting go out the window because I have a solicitation. Now, I'm gonna follow up, of course, because it'll be my butt in the sling if not, if things happen. So, but I, I gotta answer the one that, 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 if you go to my president and say, we wanna do business with you, she's gonna say, talk to Greg. So, you don't need to call her unless you have other business with her, so. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Eric, as a national organization, you're limited to what you can purchase locally, as you intimated earlier. How does one determine what is available and how does one of our members get a national contract? If you could just unpack that a little bit more. Yeah, so um, as I alluded to earlier, right, a lot of this is still fluid. Um, we're still learning, right? Um, and, and, you know, opening a venue while going through the process of becoming public presents its own challenges. But at the same time, I think we are empowered as a brand to uh, fulfill the needs that we have or immediate needs that we have at the venue level, right? So uh, if a pipe bursts, right? Like we don't have to go to a national contractor to take care of that. If we have an immediate need, a roof leak, uh, something that is gonna impact day-to-day -day operations, we're gonna fulfill that immediately. Um, and I think ultimately it's, it's based on relationship. So mm -hmm. from a local level, it, it's about coming to these. It's about engaging in conversation. Um, and, and, and when I need you, I, I will have the ability to call you. I mean, I've used several chambers um, for, for specific on-site need or chamber members for specific on-site needs since we've opened. From a national level, uh, again, it's about persistence. Let's be honest, it's a little bit about luck too, right? Um, because, you know, uh, 75 venues nationwide, you know, six venues international, um, 
we're embarking on an entirely new journey with simulators and things like that. So as the business continues to expand, those needs are, are, are going to be heightened. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it really is about persistence, a little bit about luck and, and, um, and knowing the right people and being in the right place at the right time. Thank you. How much does being a local company play into the decision yeah, so, um, And it's a question for all three. We'll start with Markley since we haven't heard from you in like 90 seconds. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, so we uh, generally, we, we do not have a preference for uh, mm -hmm. local businesses. Um, there are times that we do. Uh, for a lot of our professional services, like uh, architectural and engineering, for, for example, um, we do, we do have a, uh, I believe it's 5%. So if you're a local, we, we, we do have a 5% uh, preference for anyone who's uh, locally here. Thank you, Eric? Uh, we, we would prefer to do business locally. It, number one, it's easier. Number two, there's less hoops to jump through, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when you're talking about uh, a company like Coca-Cola, when we have an immediate need, can you imagine trying to get somebody on the phone at Coca-Cola, right? So um, we yeah. prefer to do business locally if we can. Um, I was born and raised in Seminole County. I'd love to keep the money in Seminole County. So yeah, absolutely. The preference is to do business locally. Right. And uh, we love to do business with everybody. Um, whether you're from Orange County or Seminole County, we'd love to do business with you in Seminole County. Um, our uh, rules say we cannot keep it local. We have to, we, that can't even be part of, you're talking about the, the process of architects, engineers, uh, surveyors. Um, we, it's against the state statute for us to determine whether a local uh, one. Now, the way I write it, it's a little bit different, and so you do have a little bit of an advantage. We'll just say it that way. But, uh, but as it goes, uh, compete. I think you'll be fine. Uh, you have some really cool things that you're going to offer us, and I, I tell you, there's a lot of things that we can do working inside the box of the rules that we have. Mm -hmm. So uh, we would love to, again, come see me. Come talk to me. Let's have a conversation. Thank you. Is there any immediate need you have that maybe someone in the audience can satisfy? If not, are there a few things you will be looking for over the next three to six months? We'll start with Greg. Well, I said uh, landscaping services is, is one of the things, um, and lawn maintenance, uh, that's one of the big ones. Um, we've, we've looking at all kinds of uh, uh, PPE uh, as we... Who knows what the next variant's coming? So, you know, as it goes, uh, as a decision-making process, we, we're not quite like the school system in terms of, okay, kids are gonna come to school. We, we have um, a little bit of a unique scenario where we have it in semesters. So, and semesters have a finite number of classrooms and not classrooms. And so we have to determine what that is. So some of it, Masks have been a major thing for me at the last, the last, gosh, uh, two weeks or so. Uh, if y'all find N95 masks, come see me. Um, I, I may have a need, uh, but also just different, different things that happen along the way. But again, let's have our conversation and and let's see what you have to offer. I talked to a young lady that has an interpretation, uh, interpreting business, uh, and we may be able to do some business that way. So I mean, it, it just never, you never know. So come talk to me. Eric? 
Uh, I think immediate needs, I think that changes by the day, right? We live in a time where everything is so fluid, and if you know anything about the hospitality industry, it, it can change by the hour, ultimately, right? So I think immediately it, it, it's, it's about you know, what our clients, uh, and specifically what I do, what about our clients' needs are, right? Like, for instance, if we have a client who needs a DJ for an event, I, I, you know, I have a Rolodex of DJs that I use. If we have a client that needs transportation to and from their hotel for their event, you know, transportation companies, things like that. So, you know, I, I'm all about mitigating the time between when the client requests it and when we can fulfill it, right? So it, it is about establishing relationships and I, you know, I know that you're gonna come through, I trust that you're gonna come through and you're gonna provide the same level of service that we are. Um, we have a couple of large events coming up, so from an immediate need standpoint, if Elvis is in the room, I've already talked to him about signage, so, um, so, <laughs> you know, th that's, you know, th th those are things that, that, that do come up um, from time to time, so I know I've said it two or three times, but it really is about establishing a working relationship with me and, and my director, so that way we, we can trust that you guys are going to come through when we need you. Martin? Yeah, so I don't have um, a specific uh, need that I can discuss, but... If you go into the purchasing a page and you go into vendor link, you'll find a list of um, uh, contracts that we currently have or that have expired. So the best thing to do is look at those contracts, those services to see if they're matched with what you can provide and look at the dates that they're expiring. Um, and typically uh, we try to uh, advertise six months before a contract expire if we are going to uh, continue it. And so that's kind of the marker. That's what I would tell you. Maybe look at a year out so you can so you can plan accordingly and position yourself so you can be competitive. Wonderful, thank you. I have more questions, but I wanted to turn the uh, attention over to the audience for any audience questions. Are there any questions for our panelists? Davia. That have actually gone through the process of. Um, procurement and there's a little confusion around the cone of silence and what they can and cannot say. Um, maybe you can just shed a little bit of light on that to help our businesses um, be able to compete all the way through the process and not get disqualified unknowingly. Right, so if, if we are going through the um, solicitation process um, and if, you've, if you're uh, proposing you submitting a, a quote, um, we have a we do have a Q and A uh, session. So before the um, or uh, during the solicitation, if if you're a, a someone who's a putting your, your a proposal in, my staff um, can take questions from you, and then those questions will be recorded and then they will be distributed to, for everyone to see. Um, so that's the level of communication that exists during that process. Once the solicitation closes, once the bids closes, then there, there, there is 30 days uh, where the cone of silence uh, starts until or a recommendation for award has been issued. Then um, you can come back and have questions and discuss the, the solicitation. And you can see the documents all the other vendors has, um, uh, have proposed. I'll answer that question as well. Um, read the document. And our document is different from theirs, although we run with the same rules apply as the code of silence after the bid is let. Uh, there's actually a code of silence once the bid is advertised. And if someone that goes to talk to someone other than me 
in the organization about the solicitation, they're subject to being able to kick, being kicked out. So when in doubt, call me. You know, when in doubt, read the documentation first, then call me and go, I got a question for you. And the, as you were saying, the question answer period that, that um, goes for a period of time and it is basically uh, advertised and such that once you read the document, you'll know. And, um, but I can point you that way as well. Does that answer your question? Okay, good. Wonderful, and we have time for maybe one more question. Okay. Guys, we did great. Cause I think everybody's <laughs> got it covered, yes. So right. please help me thank our panelists this morning. Oh, Mark Lee has something to add. Please go ahead. Yes, oh, sorry. I, I, I wanted just to announce, uh, this is the first time you, guys, you get, get to hear this, Seminole County government is putting together a vendor fair. Um, so inviting anyone who's, uh, who has more questions or want to talk to my staff, we'll all be there. Um, and we'll provide you a specific list of, of contracts that we have out and that's going to expire. We'll answer your, all your questions. It, right now, it's projected to be at the Civic Center uh, from 9 to 12. Um, our uh, media uh, person will put the pre uh, press release out. You'll hear about it um, on social media. Thank you, Mark Lee. And you crushed your inaugural participation with the Seminole yeah. Chamber. Eric, don't you get tired of being awesome? And Greg, thank you for representing Higher Ed with distinction. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Seminole County Chamber, please visit Seminole Business.